Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Friday, July 29th, and this is People Every Day. You guys, it is here. It is B-Day. Once again, it's me, Janine Rubenstein, and I think I speak for millions of people out there when I say, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, Beyonce's new album, Renaissance, is out, and The Hive is a-buzzing. We've got a very special guest today, certified Queen Bee superfan, Kaylin Allen, is joining us to walk through every part of this new album. I cannot wait to get into that, but first... We have got to talk about the apology video released from Will Smith. I will say to you, uh, Chris, I apologize to you. Uh, My behavior was unacceptable and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. Will Smith has spoken. The Oscar winner is reflecting on the infamous Oscar slap heard round the world. Four months after he smacked Chris Rock across the face, the Academy Award winner released a video apologizing for what occurred and told Chris, I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. It's a lengthy apology to break down. So joining me now to do just that is People's Senior Editor, Nigel Smith. Hey, Nigel. Hey, happy B-Day and I guess Will Smith apology day now. I know, right? Well, he apologized to a lot of people in this video saying he didn't realize how many people got hurt. So let's break down who was affected by this and what Will said about it. He said a lot and he started out this nearly six minute apology, which he posted to YouTube and to Facebook. He said that he reached out to Chris, revealing that Chris Rock is actually not ready to talk, according to Will. And so Will, in the video, directly addressed the camera and apologized to Chris Rock, saying, I apologize to you. My behavior was unacceptable and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. And then he also addressed Chris Rock's family, specifically his mother, saying Mm. that he watched an interview that Chris Rock's mother did, calling out Will Smith's actions, and he wanted to say sorry to her. And he also apologized to Chris Rock's younger brother, Tony Rock, who himself is a comedian and an actor. And Will said that they had a great relationship and Tony Rock was my man. And sadly, he said that this is probably irreparable. But the whole video was kind of Will Smith dictating questions to himself from fans, supposedly from a teleprompter, and Will Smith answering those questions. And a really telling moment came midway through the video where a question about Jada Pinkett Smith and her supposed involvement in the slap came because, as we all know, Chris Rock got slapped over a joke that he made about Jada Pinkett Smith's shaved head, and she suffers from alopecia, and that is supposedly what pushed Will over the edge with his actions. 
there was that moment where the joke was made. Will laughs. You see Jada is not amused, rolls her eyes, looks at Will. And so he's speaking directly to that moment, right? Exactly. And that moment that you just referenced obviously went viral right after the Oscars with everybody coming up with theories as to whether Jada spoke with Will during the Oscars. But Will Smith really wanted to make clear that she supposedly had nothing to do with it. And he actually apologized also to her and also to to his family. So Will Smith addressed not only Chris Rock's family, but also his family in his, his mea culpa today. Yeah. And then lastly, the nominees as well. And that apology was really important too. Yeah. Questlove won the Best Documentary Oscar that night. That was what Chris Rock was up on stage presenting. And so obviously Questlove's acceptance speech was very overshadowed by the slap. And Will Smith took some time in this big apology video, apologizing to so many people. And that also included Questlove and to all the other nominees, including the, the Best Actor nominees that had to sit there and watch this very raw speech that Will Smith gave when he won the Oscar for for King Richard. So when you think about this apology and everything that's happened since, do you think this video will do any favors for Will? Will it will it help him in any way? It might have come a little late. We're four months now into this. And if you check the social media responses to the story, are a lot of fans kind of saying a little too little too late, or why do we still care about this? But I do think that him speaking out is obviously the best thing that he could do at this point. He did offer a written apology shortly after the incident. Yes. Obviously, it would have been better that he had apologized to Chris Rock immediately after during his acceptance speech. Will Smith is still one of the biggest box office performers we have, and he is such a charismatic actor that I personally hope to see him recover from this and return to the big screen in a big way. I do think this was a, a, probably a smart way to go about it because this was his way, I think, to control his own narrative and, and get mm-hmm. his apology out there. Absolutely. We will have to wait and see and continue to keep an eye on this story. Nigel, thank you so much for stopping by to discuss it with me. Thank you so much. All right, enough of that. Will, you won't break my soul today <laughs> because it's time the queen has arrived. Today is the day, the day. Renaissance is here. Beyonce has officially dropped her new album and I'm letting it just fill me up and lay me out and fill me up all over again. And you know, there's only one other person I could think of who could match my energy in this moment. You probably know him best for breaking the internet and and popping up on that little show called Ellen. He is an influencer, actor, singer, and is always living his best Ivy Park drip life. He's the beehive sergeant at arms, Kaylin Allen. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. It's so funny. I got on Ivy Park now. My entire closet is just Ivy Park at this point. Man. Well, after bumping into you in New Orleans at Essence Fest, I just knew that we had to be together on this day. And I am so happy that my dreams came true. Thank you for being here. Oh, I'm excited to be here. I have a filter on my email. If it just says Beyonce, it goes to the top. (laughs) Yes. Well, okay. What was your night like last night? It was a late one for... for, Oh, my gosh. You know what? Listen here. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's so funny because I made a tweet and I was like, y'all, when Lemonade came out, I was in college. I could do this. I'm falling asleep. You know, <laughs> I had a long day yesterday. I was working all day long. And then I, I got in probably around 10 p.m. I was like, OK, I got I got a couple hours. That I need to wait. So, like, I watched a new episode of Loot. And then I was like, OK, I got an hour left. Child, I held on, though. I held on. And, and then I sat there and I listened to it from the first track all the way to the end, all the way through. Oh, my goodness. You made it. I made it, honey. It was 1.30 in the morning by the time I shut my eyes. But for B, I'm loyal. Look, I fell asleep, <laughs> but I had an alarm. But I okay. had an alarm. <laughs> you got up. See? See? A B to me because, you know, I didn't listen to no leaks. I mm -hmm. didn't listen to no leaks. So my spirit was like, Kaylin, you can just wake up in the morning and listen to it. You, but then I had a fear of missing out because I was FOMO. like, no, because people going to be on Twitter talking about it and I'm not going to know what they talk about. <laughs> what was your first reaction just overall to listening to the album? What was your first reaction? You know, I think in in previous Beyonce albums, you immediately try to like listen to the lyrics first. I think for me this time, I was sucked into the production of it. Mm. Like... Every time the music shifted or changed it or she sang some crazy harmony or did some crazy work, I was just like shook, you know? <laughs> it's like a, a lot of the songs are like songs within a song. Yeah. So like every time something new hit me, I was just like, this is crazy. Renaissance. When we're thinking about this message mm -hmm. and how that came through, what are the songs that really just kind of hit that on the head? You know what? I have my favorites. When I hear you specifically related to Renaissance, mm -hmm. I would have to say Plastic Off the Sofa. Ooh. We don't need the world's acceptance that's too hard on me. too hard on you. And the reason why is when I heard it, I said, this sounds like dangerously in love, Beyonce. You know, like it felt like a resurgence of all her different eras into one album, you know, to where we got a little bit of that R&B. Yeah. And it was just so smooth and so nice. It made you want to fall in love. I was like, oh, I love this. I also loved Cuff It. Cuff It. I was waiting for you to say it. That is a party bop. You are just going to get ready to that oh, yes. song for whatever it is. Yes. And I was obsessed with You Won't Break My Soul immediately. Like, okay. Break Your Soul was like an immediate, yes, she gets it. I needed this. I am outside. Okay. I am like being free from this cage we've been in for uh -huh. I don't know how many years. So Cuff It followed in that line for me of just turn up. Let's do yes. it. And then I'm also standing church girl. Like, really? as, someone who, as someone who grew up in the church uh -huh. and has dealt with that duality yeah. all my life, it was beautifully done. Church girls acting loose, bad girls acting naughty. Let it go, girl. Let it out, girl. Twirl it ass like you came up at the South, girl. And then you have, you know, the Clark sisters on there a little bit. And she's talking about being in the club and going out and just having to reconcile your fun and your faith and all of that. I was here for it. You know what was so funny? When I was listening to Church Girl, and at first I was like, oh, is she giving us a gospel song? Honey, when she started cursing, I, I said, I said, oh no, clutch my I pearls. I said, did the Clark sisters hear this? <laughs> I said, because, you know, Twinkie Clark made that video. I said, well, she must ain't heard the song. Mm -hmm. 
I understand that duality too, you know, especially yeah. like being gay and growing up in the church. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, come on. Exactly. Thematically, like that song like spoke to me, but I, I have to go back to a plastic off the couch because it took me back to being a little girl. My, my grandma still has plastic on her couch. Yes! Okay. <laughs> yes. And that okay. is to preserve the pristineness of a couch. It's so nice. You spend a lot of money on this couch. You put plastic over it and that way it stays nice. But take that plastic off the couch and just live your life and that's what Jay-Z and Beyonce are doing. You better hope that it's not a hot day and you got on short. <laughs> Cause you're gonna be sticking to that couch. <laughs> Okay, guys, there was no way we were going to have Kaylin Allen come on the show to talk all things Queen Bee in just one segment. Like, come on. After the break, we continue our interview with the beloved Beyonce fan and get into some of the hidden meanings and Easter eggs scattered throughout the album. You know, messages about Jay-Z, maybe Solange. We've got more Beyonce talk with Kaylin Allen coming up. Stay right there. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Well, let's talk about some of the Easter eggs. She is another star who is able to just drop little nuggets in there about her personal life, about motherhood, about politics, about... Or was there anything that stuck out to you in any of the songs that you were like, did she just say that? Yes. And then I saw it in a tweet this morning, and it talked about, in one of the songs, Beyonce quotes the colors of the pride flag. Mm. Almost like an acronym. Like each stanza was like, she talks like red, blue, some blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And I was like, you better be doing it for the gays. She described Daniel Quasar's, I think, progress pride flag. Mm. With the pink and the blue and then the brown and the black and all that. But there's a song where she talks about her Uncle Johnny. And she says, my Uncle Johnny made this dress, you know. For me, it was such a special thing that she, it felt like she was dedicating this album to, like, all the queer people that lost their lives. That this was the music that they danced to. This was the Mm. music that was in the clubs at that time. Disco, yeah. Yeah, disco. And that they didn't get to see what happened afterwards. Especially when queerness is often just alluded to within the industry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To have her so blatantly taking a stand on something that does not probably directly affect her. But yeah. it was great because, you know, the gays go up for Beyonce. She is just making it very clear that this is for him and for them and for all of her muses, but her, her main muse that she calls out, uh, Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, we get some tidbits in there. This album doesn't feel as personal as Lemonade, of course. Correct. But what did you glean about them and their relationship from the album? Well, you know, being a Beyonce fan so long, and I think a lot of us relate to this, is like, 
we just expect it at this point. Yes. You know, like when I was listening to her talk about a man, we was like, honey, if there's one thing Beyonce going to do, she going to talk about how she loved Jay-Z, child. <laughs> we are never going to forget how much she loved Jay-Z. You know? Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of this album where she talks about doing yes. many things with Mr. Sean Carter. Uh-huh, and honey, uh, I mean, if you, if you imagine Cuff It, being about him (laughs) oh gosh and then cozy cozy so this was one early on in the album that comes up and i was wondering she has this line on there don't f with my sis and i'm like are we going back to the elevator i'm glad you brought this up because (laughs) when i heard that i too thought the same thing i was like okay is she talking about solange or like how is she using sis Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm mm-hmm Exactly. So what is the talk on the interwebs? What is Instagram saying? What is Twitter saying? I think what people are really appreciating about this album is just like, there's not anything that you have to like think deeply about. It's an album that you are able to just play and move, you know? Mm -hmm. Like immediately when I was listening, I immediately in my head was like, okay, what does the live version of this look like? How does this correlate to the stage? And I was like, you know what? And see, this would probably happen if it was old school Beyonce. It's like, Beyonce, I want you to like open up a club and call it Club Renaissance and like build a runway with like a stage in the middle and just pack (laughs) people in there and just perform in a club setting. Oh, like, yeah. let's just go dance and sweat, you know? And I think that's what a lot of people are feeling on the internet. You know, it's been a very tough last couple of years, yeah. you know? And it's like, we just want to move. We just want to dance. We don't want to think of nothing. We don't want to feel anything. We just want to be free and let go. And that's what this album feels like. Mm. And I think she accomplished that. And, you know, also the merch came out at the same time. Chad, I bought it all. Do you so have any money left in your account? This is my question. No, because no, <laughs> I bought both vinyls. I bought the gloves. I bought the... The fan, I didn't bought everything. I bought all four boxes. So now I got four t-shirts coming to my house. Yeah, <laughs> I'm dedicated. And I said this yesterday too, is that this feels like old school Beyonce. Yeah. It's giving pop, it's giving R&B, it's giving music, you know, it's giving just a good rollout, you know, it's giving promotion. <laughs> so I'm here for it. As someone who has well documented the fact that he has met Queen Bee. What do you think people should know that they might not know about B? I would want to talk about the entire team as a whole. Mm. From watching Parkwood, I try to emulate that same dedication and care and loyalty with the people that I surround myself with. Before I was even in the industry, Beyonce for me, ever since I was a kid, was almost like an unofficial mentor. Mm. Almost someone that I studied, like even when it came to the concert films, I had every single one of them. But the parts that I watched the most were the documentary part when it was behind the scenes. Like I wanted to see how she worked. Yeah. I wanted to see how she rehearsed. And I think what I also respect about Beyonce, and this is why I don't argue with people about Beyonce any longer, (laughs) because there is no one that has survived the music industry since 1995. Mm. And has still remained at the top of the industry. And even if people listen to it last night and they're like, oh, okay, I like this is cute or whatever. But <laughs> we all know that once you see the visuals, Ooh, things can change. Your favorite song can change. You'd be surprised. 
Oh my goodness, I can't wait. Three parts. Now, there is some speculation okay. on socials about the three parts. Okay. People are thinking that act one is the album. Okay. Act two is the movie. Mm. And act three is the tour. Oh. I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I'd have heard on the interwebs. Now, I will say, like I said, about how I was envisioning the tour. Mm-hmm. I really want Beyonce to go back to doing intimate performances. Oh. Live at Roseland was so iconic. Uh. She was pregnant with Blue. She was at the Roseland Ballroom and just giving for four nights. Yeah. I know. Lord Jesus. I'm going to no, be... Look please, at me. I'm, yes. I'm tour producer. Okay. This is what she needs to do. Instead <laughs> of doing the, the traditional stage setup, mm-hmm. right, to where the stage is on one side and then everybody is just out. Yeah. She needs to put a circle or a starlight center stage. Yeah. And that's the stage. There needs to be one stage dead in the center, everybody in the round, and that's just what it gives. You know, like, mm. if you do it, like, hang around, like, hang lights around and stuff like that and disco <laughs> balls, like, big yes. disco balls. That's you what it You are to getting be. me so excited for something. I have no idea when it's going to come. <laughs> Kaylin, this has been so much fun. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course, honey. Anytime. You know, I'm always ready. Ah. Uh. Kaylin was such a dream and the perfect person to break down B's new album. It's been receiving all kinds of love, but I have to say Renaissance is not without some controversy. Rapper Khalees doesn't appear to be a fan. Khalees, who's known for hits like Bossy and Milkshake, is sampled on the album's new song, Energy. which caused her to unleash some energy of her own. Yesterday, Khalees called out Beyonce and the album's producers on Instagram saying, this was a trigger for me. Milkshake alone is one of the most licensed records of our generation. I have the right to be frustrated. Why? Because no one had the human decency to call and go, hey, we'd like to use your record. She also took shots at uh, Pharrell and called him petty and said that he does this ish all the time. She later clarified her frustrations in another post. Here's the issue, okay? This is not about, really not about Beyonce or anything else for that. So we've got Pharrell who did a video, uh, sorry, an interview, I think last year talking about artists' rights and how people should be able to rework their deals and artists should be getting credit for what they've done and all this stuff. Where in reality, when I was signed to him, I had the same manager that he had and he has writing credits on my records, okay? All my singles, coincidentally, and he never wrote a song, a lyric, a day in his life, okay? So Khalees' beef with mega producer Pharrell Williams goes back almost 20 years. While Milkshake is formally a Khalees song, she is not listed as one of its producers, composers, or lyricists per title credits. The track's producers are Chad Hugo, Pharrell Williams, Rob Walker, and the Neptunes. In addition, Hugo and Williams are the composers and lyricists of Milkshake. So Khalees is referenced in the credits as the song's performer. So, I mean, I can see why she's bothered by not receiving any credit this time around. While Khalees has her reasons to boycott, it seems like the rest of the entertainment industry is buzzing about Queen Bee, and it's all good news. And a few celebs opened up about their favorite songs from Miss Knowles Carter's catalog. Kevin Hart showed some love to Crazy in Love, saying, I love the collab with her and Jay-Z. I remember that time period. That video was a huge video. Hey, 
Vanessa Hudgens said she had a hard time picking just one and who could blame her. The actress said there's a favorite for each mood and added that she particularly loves Run the World because I think she encapsulates what it is to be a strong, independent, and vulnerable woman. There's so many different sides of us and I think that she really writes about it all. And maybe Billy Porter's take was the best. He said his fave is Love on Top because it's a real song and she was singing her ass off. Yes, she does. That's my husband's favorite song of all time, I think. That song has the famous key change that is just out of this world. Personally, my favorite Beyonce song is whichever one is playing on the radio at that time. I am obsessed. Well, thank you all for joining us on this B-Day Friday. I hope you all enjoy your weekend. Have fun, stay safe, and I'll talk to you again on Monday to start a brand new week of People Every Day. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Madison Lesby, Rachel King, Matt Sav, Amy Machado, and the great team at Pod People. Edited by Morgan Foos and Carter Wogan. People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs, with help from Eliza Sessler and Fallon Harge. Executive produced by David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman.